Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you all week? Uh, We started shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew as we talk about the things that men say they really want. Now, we had uh, our ladies and our brother Al on on Monday, and we got to talking about the men said they want intense attraction that gives him butterflies. And, yes, brother Al says that um, they do get butterflies, because I didn't think that men really got butterflies, but he said they do, so uh, we believe them, and the ladies said, oh, they believe it as well. Uh, what about home-cooked meals made with love? Now, again, we're not just talking about a home-cooked meal, we're talking about one that just had a little love sprinkles all over it. And uh, here's the one that I like, forgiveness for his mistakes. Now, the ladies weren't, you know, so bad about that. And they said, okay, okay, yeah, they believe it. And they're all right with it. So I guess, you know, you're talking to the the uh, spiritual ladies. <laughs> so uh, you didn't get such a bad review. So... You know, the men said that's what they like, that's what they like, and, you know, that's what they really want, you know, things that they don't necessarily uh, talk about. So, you know, that's what we did. We talked about the things that men really want, and, it, you know, it gets a chance, give us a, give us a chance, excuse me, of kind of seeing the lighter side, you know, of the male thing, you know, I don't mind. I don't mind, and I don't mind. Okay? 
All right. Well, we did get our switch tip for the week. Our switch tip with Shanti was stop feeding your flesh. Yes. Now, this is an interesting one, an interesting one, you know, because a lot of times we don't necessarily, you know, get the honesty about, you know, what we do. You know, we like to blame the devil for everything. We like to blame, yes, the enemy for always doing something and, you know, he's always, you know, the culprit behind our wrongdoing, but the actuality is, you know, we are the ones who constantly feed our flesh and our spirit, and we are the reason why things happen. Yes, we're the reason why we make these decisions. The enemy can't make us do anything. It's us who really are responsible for, you know, doing what we do. So if we stop running behind the things that's going to get us in trouble, running behind the things that make us feel good, the things that, you know, we know at the end of the day is not going to benefit us and not going to, you know, not keep us in good standing with the Lord, then if we stop feeding our flesh, we won't get in so much trouble with God. All right? All right. So, what else did we talk about on Let's Talk About It Tuesday? Let's Talk About It Tuesday came up next. And uh, we talked about the uh, homeless, the homeless guy that was knocked and booted out of the Yonkers Hotel, yes, the Ramada Inn, out in Yonkers, were uh, evicting, can you imagine, evicting the homeless who was paying rent, and a mighty hefty rent, if I say so myself, yes, and uh, they were kicked out for the migrants, yes, they were told that the migrants needed to occupy the space. And there was no more room. And unfortunately, one of the normal residents, the one paying the rent, was seen changing her baby outside on the bench. You know, this, this, this situation is gradually growing worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. Yeah, we really need to really... Watch this with a real, real, real fine eye because this this is really going down in a really negative and bad way. And uh, mm, we talked about the outrage at six more New York City schools would be housing who? The male migrants. Yes. Remember now, the hotels are the ones that's occupying the uh, the family, the migrant family. Well, they have set up 300 cots in a brand new school out in Staten Island. Now, remember, these are K through five, 
and middle schools that these men are now being housed in, and the parents are in an uproar. Thank God they have been protesting. So I say, come on, come on, come on. Let's get those phone calls out. Let's start, you know, making some noise so that we can definitely let them know that we are not interested and we are not going to sit back and allow you to treat our children like this. Okay? All righty. Well, wow. Rolled around. And uh, we got to hearing from our girl Vivian and her socially conscious segment. And Vivian talked about uh, the officer who got in trouble and lost his job after confronting a man and uh, getting involved with some serious melee about his brother. Yes. His brother makes a phone call and now he's involved. You we can't get involved. And we talked about this. We cannot get involved with our uh, friends, our family, our siblings. You know, that's their problem. That's their problem. And we're going to have to make sure we don't get involved and lose our way, our job, our calling, our career for the sake of these people, okay? We also talked about that fifth grader, who a fifth grade teacher who's under investigation after showing a movie that features a gay character, a Disney movie, Strange World. And uh, she claims it was only two minutes and 45 seconds, and what was the big deal? All right. Well, we jumped back on that bandwagon of those six, those uh, six more schools. You know, we had to talk to the ladies about it, and we definitely heard what the ladies had to say about this behavior of our government because, uh, yeah, our mayor had a whole lot to say about the decision to put these men into our public schools. All right, so I say, you know, look it up, look it up, look it up. Well, yesterday was an interesting conversation as we had our brother, Carissa Lawrence Jackson. Everybody remembers our brother, Chris. We had him on yesterday to talk about the responsibilities of a godparent. You know, and if you heard yesterday, we don't really care to use that uh, terminology, godparent, godchild. So we talked about being a sponsor. And if you look up being a sponsor, yeah, this, uh, it's a lot deeper than you thought. Yes, a lot deeper than you thought. And the responsibilities are pretty heavy, you know. And even, you know, our brother Chris said that for years, after accepting the role of being 
a sponsor or a mentor. Oh, he was reamed out. Yeah, she really, mom, requested or broke it down and really told him how she was disappointed in the fact that he had not stepped up to that plate the way she thought he should have. Yeah. So, you know, you may want to jump on board and, and get to reading about this responsibility, not only before you assume this role, but before you ask somebody to be somebody's sponsor. Because uh, you just may not get what you're hoping for. All right? All righty. And also understand why we can't call ourselves or these children God anything. All right? Pagan, pagan, pagan background. So uh, do your homework. Do your homework. All right? That was the what behind the why segment. Well, today, 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 it's Freestyle Friday, and we get to do whatever it is we want to do. Yes, well, what do we always do? We talk to our men. All right? So, uh, we're going to get to that, and we're going to have some fun today as we finish out this week. Come on, come on, come on. Let's get to talking. What are we going to talk about today? I don't have any fun stuff. No, I couldn't find any fun stuff yesterday. So, you know what we're going to do? I'm going to give you an opportunity to send me some suggestions on what we could talk about today. That's fun. Yeah, it's Freestyle Friday. I get to do whatever it is I like to do. So come on, come on, come on. Let's get this party started. Uh, Go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's deep time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Anybody. Anybody. Anybody can have a stroke. And anyone. Anyone. Even you can prevent a stroke-related death. Someone has a stroke every 40 seconds. Every 40 seconds. 140,000 people die each year from a stroke. 140,000. But you. You. You can put a stop to that death count by remembering FAST. FAST. The acronym FAST. S. Face. Ask the person to smile with their droop in one side of their face. A is arms. Ask the person to raise both their arms. Does one of them drift down? S. S. Speech. Speech. Ask that person to repeat a simple. A simple phrase. Is their speech slurred or strange? S. T. Time. If any of these signs occur, call 911 immediately. Immediately. Remember that. That. And spread the word. Repeat. 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 Repeat.
Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And uh, it is Freestyle Friday. Yes, where we get to do whatever it is we want to do. We are so grateful to God today for just ushering us into the tail end of the week. And, you know, how grateful are we? You know, let me tell you something. We have gotten a couple of scares this week. And we really want to give God thanks because God is really, 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 really on his job. He's really, really, really on his job. He never sleeps nor slumbers. Never. And it really shows that he never sleeps nor slumbers. And we're really grateful to God for the fact that he doesn't. Because if he did, we'd be in somebody's kind of trouble. Yeah. So, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for Jesus. And what else do you, you know, what else do you say? For God always being on the job. Can't say anything but thank you, God. Thank you, God. And thank you, God. So, I don't have anything fun to start off our day with today. You know, on Fridays, always have our little trivia, you know. And, uh, I don't have anything today, and I'm a little disappointed. Because I always like to start off with some fun stuff. So I did tell you that you could hit me up. You could hit me up and give me some, uh, you know, fun stuff. But eh, I haven't heard from anybody. So I just was doing a little a little uh so okay so here's what we're gonna do here's what we're gonna do I just stumbled across a little article and it talks about a mom who has fourteen kids and she says she's told quite often that there's no way she can handle all of those kids. Now, think about it this way. It's like having a little school in your house. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. It's like having a whole school, a classroom, 
that never, all the children never leave school. You know, you wake up and they're there and then you go to sleep and they're still there. They're still there. And she said that, you know, people are always telling her there's no way in the world you can handle all those kids. And she says, uh, yes, I can. So you send me some thoughts as to why you think there's no way she could handle all those kids. So I'm going to give you a little trivia. So she says that her oldest is now 17, and he is Darian. She says she has a, a Derek, who's 12. Then she had a set of twins, Dallas and Denver, who are 11. And then she had quintuplets, Denico, Darius, or I hope that's the way you say it, Deanne, Dayton, Dacian, and they're all nine. She then had triplets, Diaz and Dior, but unfortunately their brother Carter passed away two hours after birth. And then she has a set of triplets, Dawson, De'Aaron, and Diver, who are all three. And she says, in between then, she had many miscarriages. She said she's not done. She's 43 years old. And she says that someone told her that she'll have as many children as God blesses her with. And remember, we talked about this in, what do you call that, Uh, church folk. We talked about having all these children and, you know, people say you can't take care of them all. Well... She says, some people tell her, you can't love all those kids. And she says, absolutely. I absolutely can. (sighs) She says she works from home. Her husband's name is Dion. So thus all the D names. Well, I can't say that you, I wouldn't agree that you can't love them all. I mean, if you can love all the children in your classroom, you could definitely love all the children you didn't give birth to. So I don't necessarily agree with the fact that, you know, you can't love all those children. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily They say the house must be chaotic. So where's her peace? Well, that I would definitely agree with. 
ain't no way in the world you got peace with a 17-year-old and then you didn't end it this whole thing with, what was it, triplets? Who are three? Because if you had triplets all by themselves, it'd be a level of chaos in a way in the world. There ain't chaos in that house. So I don't know if she's going to tell the truth about that one. I don't know if she's going to tell the truth about that one. Let's see what she says. They say, people tell her, she must be overwhelmed. Must be overwhelmed. Well, ain't no way in the world I wouldn't agree with that because if you got two or three based on who you are, you can possibly be overwhelmed. So ain't no way in the world. Again, you got one 17-year-old, and he could be the best kid. He could be a good kid. I'm not saying he's bad, but come on now. You got that and tripling this and triplets and, oh, my, it's got to be overwhelming. Because when do you shut it off? When do you shut it off? When do you turn off all of that? Because even if, okay, so think about it. If you had to get babies, a babysitter, they'd have to be like a babysitting team, right? <laughs> Wouldn't that be a babysitting team? Ain't no way to worry. You get the one, you can go and get the one person to watch while y'all go have date night. And when do y'all have time to sex? When do you have time to go make a baby? That's your only pastime when y'all go to, you know, lay down. And then you will end up with another baby. Ain't no way in the world you going to tell me. Ain't no, no, you going to tell me that uh, this ain't, this, 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 you ain't overwhelmed. Well, one of the other things they talk about is that it's harsh on her body. Well, listen, let's be honest. They say it takes four years, four whole years, four whole years to recuperate for your body to go back to normal after having a baby that a baby that ain't a 17 year old then a this year old and a that year old and then you got couplets and then triplets and then no that is definitely harsh on your body excuse me we ain't even talk about mental, the mental side of your body. All righty? Listen, we're talking about the stuff that people are saying to her after watching her have all these kids. And those are some of the things that she says. Well, here. Here's what I want to throw into the hat. How in the world do you remember everybody's name? 
I remember my grandmother used to say, Vernon Errol tell the boy. <laughs> and we used to laugh. Well, I tell you now, it goes down in my house just like that. And, of course, you got the smarty pants younger child who said, do you even know who you talking to? Uh, and then you got the granddaughter who says, Mama, you don't even know who I am. <laughs> I do. I know exactly who you are. Now, your name might be something different. But listen, if I'm looking at you and I'm speaking to you, or if you and I are the only two people in the room, then, yo, stop playing games. You know I'm talking to you. I ain't got to get the name right. You know, uh, Shantice is Terry. Shawnee's is anybody. Uh, see, I got it. I got it mixed up just now. Tamasia's Mariah. Mariah's Tamasia. And it's just all twisted. You know, listen, you, if, like I said, if I'm looking at you, you know who I'm talking to. Or based on what I'm saying, you know who I'm talking about. You know who I'm talking to. So I'm trying to figure out how in the world do you remember all those names? Now, remember now, she's got everybody who starts with a D. I have two S's and one T, and it always gets twisted. <laughs> and it's funny because sometimes I actually start off with the right name. Shanti, oh, okay, Shantice. I start off right. And it ends up wrong. So I can't imagine having the husband, Dion, the children, Darian, Derek, Dallas, Denver, Denico, Darius, Dionne or DNA or whatever, Dayton, Dacian, Diaz, Dior, Dawson, Darian or De'Aaron. Diva, who could possibly remember all of that? Nah, man, you needed to break that up. You know, each each set had a different name. So maybe if you wanted to do the first two with the Ds to kind of honor the dad, but then the next two, you know, the next ones would have to be, you know, all S's or all F's or something. Ain't no way in the world. Okay. Then my next thing is, how do you house all these people? How do you house all these people? How, where do all of you sleep? You have to have like two houses put together. Yeah, you're not sleep. First of all, ain't nowhere in the world, no one home. You'd have to get like a building. Yeah. In a way, where one house could house all of y'all. Unless it was like a group home setting <laughs> where you got this industrial kitchen, this industrial dining room, this industrial, like, family room. You couldn't even have a living room. You'd have to have the family. Oh, man. It's, like, crazy. So I'm going to leave the floor open, you know, having 14 kids, you have questions. So 
I'll talk to the men about it. So men, while you're on, just think of your wife. Every time you lay down with her, she got pregnant. (laughs) What in the world would be on your mind? How do you cook for 14 people all the time? They've got to have some hired help. That's the other thing. So I'm just saying, these are the things that come to my mind. So you let me know what comes to your mind. And like I said, men, I'm going to ask you this when uh, when I get to you. So let's get to talking about some news. Well, you know, justice at its peak, as we got a little quick news, and uh, finally, 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 you know, something is going right in the courtroom. In Minneapolis, you have this man who's convicted of killing four people. And they say in his Mercedes Benz in Minnesota, and he dumps the body in a Wisconsin cornfield. Well, he has been sentenced to 103 years in prison. And, yes, I'm saying Hooray, hooray, because at the rate we're going, we don't know these people could actually walk. So they say that this 39-year-old Tuan Suggs is serving consecutive sentences for killing Jasmine who's 30, her brother, who was Matthew 26, her boyfriend, Loyes, 35, and her friend, Natasha, 30. And they don't really say why, you know, all of this took place, but he claims that he shot them in self-defense because they were trying to rob him. Well, they didn't really buy their story, clearly, if they gave him all these years. But here's what also went down. Now, yesterday we talked about, you know, going down for your people. And, again, y'all have heard me say, I'm not raising no picket sign for anybody. Free Shanties, free Shonies, free Jamaica. No, I ain't doing that until I hear all the information because I cannot support you just because you're my child. Now, I'm not going to raise a picket sign that says put them to jail, you know, send them to jail, but I'm not going to be out here protesting just because you're my child. Well, too bad all parents don't feel this way, because Mr. Sugg's father, Mr. Darren, was also sentenced to five years in prison after pleading guilty to helping his son hide the victim's bodies in the Wisconsin cornfield. Now, I love my kids, but if you tell me you shot four people because they tried to rob you 
then how do we get to, all right, mom, I need your help. I need you to help me throw, you know, these, 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 these people in the cornfield. Um, I don't know what to do. I, I had to end up killing them. And, you know, I, I need you to help me. And Stephanie is going to say, okay, I got you. And now if he's 39, then how old is father? They don't say it here. But let's just say for argument's sake, dad had him at 20. So now you 59, going to jail for five years, so you ain't getting out till you're about 65. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. See, if you and I couldn't have come up with a plan like, you know, that was better where you get caught and I go to jail, <laughs> no, thank you. I'm sorry. Listen, you know, a parent might say, I'm not going to turn you in, but I ain't going to help you either. But, see, the last thing you want to do is tell me you didn't end up killing four people because they tried to rob you. Because, see, that's the story I'm telling the authorities. Yes. Go ahead. You can turn yourself in by yourself, or I can walk you down, and we're going to do this together. You tell me how this is going to go down. Now, if I don't hear from you in 24 hours, calling me from the precinct, telling me that I'm your one phone call, but I'm going to give you 24 hours to go get an attorney. If I don't hear from you, since you don't want me to walk you down there, then uh, I'm calling. Because, see, I can't go to sleep, and the Lord is charging me, and I'm going to be in jail whether I'm in jail or not. See, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. So, again, like we talked about yesterday, don't, don't, no, no, we're not, not yesterday, the other day. We, we're not doing that. Wednesday. We're not doing that. We are not doing that. All right? So, 103 years. Oh, they weren't playing with him. They were not playing with him. And and to show that they really weren't playing, they didn't even make it concurrent. They made it consecutive. Okay? So uh, he won't be seeing the light of day on the outside of them prison bars no time soon. All right. What else are we talking about? Okay, now, for those of you, who own a home. You know, Friday seems to be our scam day. And the BBB, that's the Better Business Bureau, is warning home owners, well, they're saying they're warning home owners in New York State. Well, it's probably going down in other states as well. They have a new scam out um, that the mortgage, uh, it looks like your mortgage company, is actually reaching out to you, and they're telling you that your home warranty is, it needs to be renewed. Now, I've been in my home for 29 years. In New York, the mortgage company, and, you know, they sell your mortgages. After a certain amount of time, you kind of bounce over into somebody else. So I've been under several different 
mortgages over over this 29 years. I have never heard of home warranty people, never. How are they going to give you a warranty for your home? How? I'm just trying to figure that out. Well, they say that the home warranty department of your mortgage company is reaching out by a letter, so they are doing it that way, and they're telling you in order to renew, you need to get this renewal voucher for $199, and you have to make this payment over the phone to renew the warranty, so you end up giving up your personal information because you think it's your mortgage company. Well, they say don't fall for the okey-doke. Don't fall for the okey-doke. It is not your mortgage company. They say that there's a little note on the bottom of the letter, and you should watch out for that note. Well, I'm going to tell you something. When you get – see, this is – I have to say, this is one of the downsides to going um, uh, mail-free because when you get things via the Internet, by you know, like email, you do have to be very careful with Internet. Again, they're going old school, so they're sending you letters and things like that to make it look like real official but they say make sure you contact your lender directly. Be aware that, you know, these scammers, you know, apply those pressure tactics. You know, if you don't, this is what will happen, blah, 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 blah. Um, And they're saying if you're shopping for a home warranty, do thorough research before signing a contract. I just need to know what should be included in a home warranty. Because oh, normally a warranty, like you can get a warranty on like your car or an appliance. And it's after a certain amount of time, as long, you know, if something goes wrong with that appliance or, you know, or, or your boiler or your hot water tank or, you know, something like that, you can now call, come and you may pay a deductible or, Based on your warranty, you may pay nothing, but they don't do that for no house, do they? I gotta ask our our pastor Vinny and our pastor KL because brother Al and myself, we live in New York. We're homeowners. We live in New York, and I gotta ask brother Al, have you ever? Because Pastor Steph has never. I mean, ever. And like I said, I've been. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I've been through at least six maybe seven different home um, um, mortgage companies. And like I said, you have no control over who they sell your mortgage to. So, you know, before you know it, they'll tell you, you know, as of January 1st, you know, these people, you know, will be assuming your mortgage and, you know, they'll, you'll be sending your mortgage to them or please send your mortgage to these people or please start calling this number. But never have I ever been offered a home warranty. 
So please, please, please do what they say. You contact your mortgage company. Just contact the mortgage company itself. Just call the company. This is my suggestion. Just, this is what I would do. Call the mortgage company, period, and ask. Just generally, they have a home warranty program. If you get something like that in the mail, just call them and just arbitrarily ask. If they say yes, then say, well, how do I find out which companies you're offering? Put, do it like that. That way, if they tell you five people and they know none of those five people, the people that's contacting you, then you should know. Yeah. And every mortgage lender, you have a contact person. Yes, there's a person who's assigned to your loan. Yes. So I got to find out. You know, we're going to be talking about some stuff today because... I don't know. I don't know. Well, let me see if I got one more thing to talk about before I men get on that we can discuss. Oh, here's what I want to talk about today. All right. So in Mexico, you have this real racist, and I'm not talking about, um, you know, this type of Mexico or this part of Mexico. I'm talking about men against women. They are very, very, very gender biased out, gender biased out in Mexico. And you have this crazy situation where there's this woman who was raped. And during the commission, or am I saying during the commission, the same thing? Listen, y'all get what I'm saying. As she was being raped, in defending herself, she killed him. She's going to jail now, or has she been released from jail? She was sentenced to jail because they said, and I'm trying to get the terminology. Okay, they call it excessive use of legitimate defense. So they said that had she hit him over the head, hit him over the head while he was raping her in order to defend herself. But when she defended herself and he ended up being killed, she now has to go to jail. And she has to pay sixteen thousand dollars to you know to reparations to the family of the man who raped her. Is this insane or what? Now she's being raped. She's fighting back, and order to stop him because her fighting didn't do anything. And she was told, he raped you, but you don't have the right to do anything. Wow. I don't know. We got to talk about this thing here. We got to talk about this thing. Let's get to talking. Let's say good morning. Who are we going to say good morning to first? Mm-hmm. Let's say good morning 
to our brother Al. Where's brother Al? <coughs> Good morning, brother Al. Chop, chop of the morning. Chop, chicken chop of the morning. Oh, yeah. All righty, brother Al. How are you doing this morning on that end? Oh, I am doing great. I'm off from work today. And you know when I'm off, it's all good. And the good Lord woke me up this morning, so I'm all good. <laughs> Pat me on the shoulder. Right. I'm so happy for you that you're off today. Well, Brother Al, we got some talking to do. So we oh, start yeah. off with this man who, he's 39 years old. He was sentenced to 103 years in jail for killing four people. They really haven't gotten the rhyme or reason, but he claims that he ended up killing them in self-defense because he thought they were going to rob him. He then took the four bodies and he dumped them in a cornfield. And not only is he going to jail, but so is Papa is being sentenced to jail for five years because he assisted him with discarding the bodies in the cornfield. So I ask you, Brother Al, if your son came to you and said, Pop, yo, man, I, I just, I, I had to do it. I had to do it. It was self-defense. I had to kill him. I had to kill him. But now I, I need to get rid of the bodies. And, and, and I, I found the perfect place. Nobody will ever know. They probably won't be found for years. By that time, you know, our hands will be clean. I need you to help me get rid of these bodies. What do you say? I look at him and I ask him, has he lost whatever little mind that he has left? Have you gone mad, son? I'm, I'm going to ask you that. Have you gone mad? i tell you what I'm going to do. I'm calling Popo right now because, because, okay, you said that you did this in self-defense. So why are you hiding bodies then if you did this in self-defense? I'm not going down with you, and we call the police. And I don't know the state of mind in. I have to get my car driving. He might try to kill me. He even killed both people. So, you know, I'm going to get in the car. So I'm going to have my thing with me, one of the two. And I'm going to call. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to help you. Get in the car. And I'm calling police. Oh, He's crazy. Out. And I don't know why the father didn't get more time. Because now yeah. you didn't contaminate the, you didn't contaminate the, the, the murder scene by moving the bodies. Yep. You know, so I, he should have got more time. But I ain't going to jail for you. crazy. Yeah, brother Al. You know, we talked on Wednesday about, you know, being involved, about somebody coming and recruiting you to be involved in their melee. And now you lose, you know, we had the the cop the other day who ended up losing his job. And now we have this father who ends up becoming a senior citizen in jail because he helped his son rob I'm, I'm sorry, dump the bodies. And that's crazy. 
That is absolutely crazy. Oh, yeah, he involves, involves him in his nonsense. I tell people, and you remember, uh, there was a while back when we spoke about it with my cousin. He got involved with somebody nonsense, and he's doing 50 years. And if the law is still oh, like, he's 70 years old when he get out. No, brother, I don't, I don't remember that story. Now, I remember all the other stories. I don't remember that yeah. story. Yeah, we 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 talked about it because uh, it was it was it was where we was talking about um, when we got to the point we were saying about uh, lifting people up and I and I and I brought up about him and how I was angry and stuff like that. But then I, after hearing the broadcast and what we talked about, I wrote him a letter, you know, telling him to keep his head up. But yes, he he was uh, uh, just real quick. He was a young kid. He was about uh, seventeen. And one of his friends got into an argument with another guy or something. He was sitting home minding his business, and the friend called him and like, yo, I got beef. He was like, oh, I got the gun. Come get me. They came and got him, and they was riding around looking for the guy. And his friend said, oh, that's him right there. And he was shooting out the window, and he shot the wrong kid. He shot this kid oh. who was in high school that was excellent, great grades and everything. And it was on the news and everything because even the, the mother put up a reward to find the person. And even the mayor, uh, if this was in Philly, even the mayor, mayor um, doubled the award. But then somebody wound up telling them they got him. I knew what they was going to do. They kept him until he and kept going around and going around until he got 18. And then once he got 18, everything started moving. They got him in the court. They said he was guilty of first-degree murder, and they gave him 50 years with no parole. Oh, my God. Wow. Getting caught up in people's stuff. Now his friends is home his friends is home chilling and he's doing fifty years. Wow. Did the friend do any time, brother Al? Oh my gosh. Wow. His friends home, living his life. He doing he doing fifty hard years, no parole. Straight fifty years. Oh my gosh. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you you can't you cannot get yourself involved in other people's life, you know, in other people's melee, mm-hmm. because this is what will end up happening to you. Oh my gosh! Oh well, thank you for feeling that reason why we shouldn't be getting involved with other people's stuff. All right, brother Al, I got a question. You own a home. You say you you know you tell us you own two homes. Have you ever yes, yes. heard of the home warranty? Yes, I have. And to let oh. you know, I have heard of it. Okay. Oh, Hold on, okay. let me finish it. I have heard of it, and it is a scam. Oh, okay. I know it. I know it. It's a scam. Scam, scam, scam. And people don't think. You will get a warrant to your house for what? What, if a brick comes loose, they're going to fix it? That's what your house insurance is for. That's what house insurance is for, people. House insurance, take care of all of that. Home owner warranty is a scam. So if you get caught, you can't say, brother, I ain't tell you. And pass the staff. And pass the staff. We're warning you. We're warning you. Scam, scam, scam. Yes. Okay, Brother Al. That's what I'm telling you. When I'm like, yo, how in the world are they going to give you a warranty on your house? That didn't make any sense to right. me either. Okay, Brother Al. So I say, if you get one of these notices, call your mortgage company, 
ask them generally if they have home warranty. You probably sound like a real idiot, but listen, you, you, you know, just that. And then ask them to list, send you a list of the, the, the companies that they're suggesting. Do you have a suggestion as to what people should do in the event they get a notice in the mail about a home warranty? I mean, me, I throw it in the garbage, but just in case if you are uh, skeptical, call. Then uh, Pastor Steph hit it right on the head. Call and ask. And, and even if, if they give it to you, because sometimes they have a number there, that's also a scam when you call. I always tell people, ask. Because I had got a phone call about it, and here was the funny thing. My question to them was, okay, if I get – I know it was a scam, so I'm just messing with them anyway. I said, okay, if I get this homeowner warranty, what does it cover? And the guy got quiet. Wow. Sir, are you still there? What does it cover? What does this warranty cover? Hey, wow. over, you know, if your roof do this, or he, and he had to think. Then he started coming up with stuff that my house insurance covered. I'm like, sir, have a good day before I find you and do something not so nice. You know, you stupid. <laughs> I, I mess with them. Oh. They call me, I mess with them. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's a scam. Wow. And I tell people, use your hands. Use your right. head because when you get your when you get your homeowner insurance, they tell you everything they cover. It's it's in your policy. Right. So when somebody said a homeowner, okay, your home warranty, think about it. What does that cover? You know, that's just a common sense thing, right? When everybody don't have common sense and people get nervous. But when you sit back and think of it, what does home warranty cover? What does it cover? Right, right, right. Because again, if you if you get warranty on your appliances or things like that, it says that if this breaks down within a certain amount of time, piece or part, you know, stops functioning, then you know, then you when you're buying an appliance, then you can make the decision as to you know whether you know what you've invested in the item, if it's you know worth covering in a warranty. A lot of times they ask you, you know, you you buy an iron. You know, would you like two years coming? No, the iron is costing me $12. No, thank you. I'll just right. buy another iron. You know, so you, you, you want to make sure that, you know, remember, you go to, don't dial the number on the notice. You've gotten how many notices on your normal mail? Mm-hmm. Go to that bona fide letter. You know that letter is real. Go and call that number. Right. Call the number you make your mortgage payments to. You know, they, they're mm-hmm. real. They're valid. So thank you, Brother Al, for verifying that. You know, because, again, this notice is coming, of course, to New Yorkers. So we are two New York homeowners. No, there is no such thing as home warranty. And, again, we have two other men who um, I'm sure own homes or who have own homes, and they can vouch for, you know, whether it exists in their state or not. All right, Brother Al, this little, you know what, I'm going to hold on to that so we can all talk about that at the same time. But thank you for joining us this morning, Brother Al. We're going to talk to oh, our yeah. Pastor Vinny. Let's say good morning to Pastor Vinny. Good morning, Pastor Vinny. Good morning, good morning, due time crew, Pastor Steph. Good to be with hey. you this morning. Well, thank Amen. you. I'm glad to have you. You know, I feel like you were on with us like two months ago. It seems like it's been so long. <laughs> you know wow. what? I, 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 I'm, I'm starting. I'm starting to read things every other week. I may just 
hang on, hang in you with, with with every weekend. When I can't be, I just let you know. Okay, all right now, all right, we'll take it, we'll take it, we'll take it. Well, how have I you been? You I miss I've you been too. Good. I've been good. We, good. we had a great Mother's Day. We had the okay. uh, grandbabies, and we uh we took care of uh, of uh, Mama Brenda real good. Oh, okay. Nice blessing for her. Nice blessing for her. Amen. She's All a right. Now, and, um, you know what? I'm sure she does. She's a hard-working woman. A hard-working yeah. woman. So I'm sure she. It's well. it was well-deserved. Amen. Yes. Now, Pastor V, we've got yeah. this guy who was sentenced to 103 years for killing these four people he claimed he thought, not that he had proof, but he thought was trying to, you know, rob him. And he goes and he recruits dad to, you know, dump the bodies in a cornfield. Now, you've got what, three boys? Yes. <laughs> okay. So one three, of them. Three men. I know, <laughs> three men. Okay. Now, I know one's name is Nathaniel. Right. And if Nathaniel came to you and said, yo, dad, yo, here's what happened. I, if, if I just give him the bodies, nobody will know. What do you say to Nathaniel? Uh, Pastor Steph, you know, there there are that we have to give our sons, our black sons. <laughs> you know, you know, one is, one is, you know, how to beha- how to behave if a, if a policeman stop you, you know, pull you over or whatever. That's one talk. And the other talk is, if you are foolish enough to commit murder by yourself, or you get caught up with your friends and you commit murder, I am not. I repeat, I am not giving up my retirement. I'm not giving my pension. I'm not selling my house. None of that. None of is not happening. So they would not, and they had this talk when they were, you know, like 16, 17. And we we both sat them down because my mother sat me down and and Brenda's dad sat her down. We are not doing it. If, Uh If you are foolish. If you are foolish, so it's not like something came up and you and you didn't remember. You've been told. You've been pre-warned. Man, man, man. Not happening. See, wow. And I don't blame you, Pastor Vinny. I don't blame mm-hmm. you. You said you had this conversation when they were, what, 16? I have to tell you, I have girls, and we had this conversation at six. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yes. Yes, at six. Okay, listen. You understand you in school right now? Let me tell you how this is going to go down. So I can only mm-hmm. imagine with you and Pastor Brenda sitting these boys <laughs> down telling them, yo, I'm not giving up my retirement, X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z. Yo, you know, this, this man is now going to be a senior citizen in jail. He's marking his senior citizenhood in jail for just participating 
in this craziness, Pastor Vinny. Mm. Craziness. Yeah. I don't blame you. I'm glad to hear that those young men were told, here's how it's not going down. And mm-mm, uh, mm-mm. clearly, clearly, this was a conversation that was needed to be had and wasn't. Shame. Shame on him. Yes, shame, I shame agree. On that father. That's I not agree. Love. No. That, that is not no. love. Amen. Amen, Pastor V. Big Bubba going to see both of them. You're right. It's not love. And we need to understand as parents how to help define love. You know, and that's yeah. definitely yeah. not a way you, you show your love. I agree. All right, Pastor V. You live in yeah. the state of Florida. Have you have you heard in Florida of the home warranty? Pastor says, if it's a scam, it's in Florida. <laughs> if, if it's a scam, it's in Florida. <laughs> I I have seen more ripoffs, and and you know, cause Florida used to be the place where people go to die or re- retire. Right, right. And so and so they were easy easy prey. Right, they were right, easy right. targets. They, they're comfortable, and you know they got their. Their, their pool out there, and um, you know they're not they're not concerned about uh, being a target. But this is the place where they really need to be concerned about being a target. Wow, wow! Yeah, there are more more scams here, you know. And and and, and as you said, and, and brother Al, you have to do your due diligence. You can't be sitting under the under the umbrella in the yard. And not pay attention to what's going on around you. <laughs> That's right. That's right. The, the other big scam down here is, you know, they'll they'll find an old person. You know, you need roof work. They need roof work, right? So don't get them to put a pony up a, a couple of thousand dollars, you know, for the quote unquote material, and um, they'll take that money and and go and never bring any material, never show up again. Oh wow! How do you, yeah? Wow. How do you do that? How, wow. how do you do that? Wow! It, it's the scam capital of the world. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Oh. Okay. So, Pastor Vinny, why yeah. wouldn't home warranty make sense to you? It's 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 a it's a duplication, as Brother Al said. It's posing as a duplication uh, of of uh, something that you're already paying for. Now you have to have you have to have home insurance, and that that should cover everything else that you need. Now when you when you buy even even there's some home warranty companies that's supposed to take care of your appliances when they break down. <clears throat> but like you said, now now my appli- appliance, because we, when we moved into our house, 
we pretty much brought all new appliances. And the warranty on all of those things were at least five years. Five years, and, and, and we got a, probably an extension on some things. The home, the, the home warranty they're talking about, if you're already covered by a warranty, they can't help. They're not going to help you. They say, well, oh, <laughs> you know, you, if the warranty that you pay for has to be used up first. Like, yeah. Why are you calling me? Yep. Why yep. are you Why are you calling me? Yep. Yep. Click. <laughs> yep. You're right. That's what That's what happens, and that's why a lot of times you don't have to buy a warranty because the company itself has a yeah. warranty. So yeah. now you're buying an extra warranty that begins. Not when the first warranty from the manufacturer goes out, but upon market. So if you've got a warranty for a year from the manufacturer and you're purchasing a two-year warranty, you you Mm -hmm. ain't paying for a year that's already covered, like you said. Already covered. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness, Pastor V. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, thank you for alerting us that Florida is the uh, the scam capital of the world, and we'll be sure to make sure we remember that. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Thank you so much. And, I, and I don't mean I don't mean to get political, but the governor is not helping. <laughs> I believe it, because there's he always a kickback the somewhere. There's always a kickback somewhere. Money, trip, something uh, passing. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. But thank you so much for joining us. I got two other things I want to come back. But before we go there, I want to talk to Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Oh, <laughs> uh, hippity hop, hippity hop, 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 hop. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> I'm hippity hopping. I'm doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm all right. I can't chop chop in the morning, but I can hippity hop in the morning. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We're not biased. All right. We're talking about this, this man who recruited his dad after he killed the four people to dump these four bodies in the cornfield. Well, they were found out somehow, some way. They didn't tell us how. He got 103 years for the murders and the dumping of the bodies. Dad, who's 59, well, I'm just saying. I'm just saying because he's 39. So I'm saying if dad is 20 years older than him, He's walking into senior citizenhood as he has gotten, you know, five years for accomplice, being an accomplice. If your son came to you asking you to help him dump the body, dad, nobody's going to find out about this thing here. Listen, I got the perfect place. Nobody goes out here. It's abandoned. Come on, just help me. What do you say? Well, I mean, I was caught up on the verbiage um, when the first time when you told the story when he said no one would know and our, 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 our hands would be clean. Our? <laughs> no, we don't do this. I, I don't understand the hour. You know, so I, I, I was a little taken back just by the verbiage about our as if, you know, we were together in this thing. Our oh, hands God. would not be dirty at all. You know, and then I started thinking about verses in the Bible, you know, naked I come into the world, naked I shall return. And, you know, I started thinking about it, even though 
I, even though I'm a twin, I came out by myself. By myself. It wasn't our. It was we at a certain point, but it was our. It wasn't our. I came out by myself. And then I heard oh, you and Pastor Vinny talk about you had this conversation at 15. You had it at 6. I had it at 4. Because one day I went into a store and I came out with my children. Wait, wait, wait. You got to hear this. One day I went into a store with my children and came out and unbeknownst to me, my little son had a bag of potato chips in his hand, which I knew I did not pay for. <laughs> I didn't pay for these chips. So we went back to the store and returned the potato chips, and then we had a long conversation with a four-year-old that <laughs> Mighty Mouse is going to come and arrest you. He's coming to save the day. You are the criminal. Popeye oh, is the sailor man, and he's going oh, to come and get you. And when you go oh, to jail, you'll meet Brutus. There was no bubble back there. There was Brutus. Brutus was, was the biggest villain. We had no bubbles. We had Brutus. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess if you needed to have it at four, then you needed to have it at four. I agree. I would have had it at four, too. Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, so then he knew when he got older there would be no accomplice. So don't even bother to mm-hmm. approach me. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious! I, I don't. And now he's a sergeant in the army. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That he is not behind bars somewhere pulling you right. down with me. You know. Amen. Amen. All right, we've got this scam. You live in the state of Alabama. All right. Mm. Out in Alabama, do they have (laughs) a home warranty offered from your mortgage company? Listen, I just bought a house. Let me tell you something. I've been in Alabama for 16 years and never got mail. Never got mail. (laughs) I never even had to go to the mailbox. My wife went to the mailbox every day. Nothing for me but opportunity. That's it. I get more, more, more mail now from these people talking about this mortgage stuff. I'm like, oh, yeah. listen, I bought one house. Just one house did I buy. I didn't buy a slew of houses. But everybody wants to warranty this one house of mine. You know what I mean? It's not wow. even on two floors. It's on one floor. I don't understand. Wow. Wow. Would that send a, a flag if you saw an an offer for a home warranty? Yeah, that, that yeah, listen, let me tell you why that sends a flag to me. Because I'm cheap. I don't want to pay home insurance. You know what? Let alone want to pay <laughs> home warranty. You know oh what I mean? Goodness. So I'm like, I'm already paying insurance. I'm not even if it was legit, I'm not paying for warranty and insurance. No, I'm just not uh-huh. doing that. No. All right. Well, that makes it makes <laughs> sense. Like you said, even if it's with being cheap, you're not doing both. Which which would be right. it would make no sense to do both. So even being cheap, mm-hmm. I put the flag up. Thumbs up. Don't do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. All right, gentlemen. Before we get into the little deeper. 
uh, situation. I started off this morning with a family of 14, 14 children. And she, mom says that she's constantly being told that there are certain things that they don't believe, you know, is, is, it, it happens. Now, they say that they feel that she can't love all those kids, the parents. Let's say the parents. Parents can't love 14 kids at the same time and equally. I, 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 I would say maybe they're saying that. You can't love them all equally. They say the house has got to be chaotic. They say they must be overwhelmed. <laughs> they say that it's really harsh on her body, 14 children. They said that, uh, okay, that was, a, they said black families are different. I didn't bother to read into that one because I, I, I just looked at the first floor. I, for, I thought of some additional things. But Brother Al, you now have 14 children. Mm-hmm. What is one of the things that you, that you know is going to be twisted in your house, in your life, after having 14 kids. Lord have mercy. Don't even put that on me, Pastor Steph. Don't you do it. There's <laughs> 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 14 kids. There's 14 kids. It means I'm going to have 14 belts. Everybody's going to have their own belt. <laughs> but, <laughs> with their name on it, if I can remember the name. But um, one of the things I know is crazy is the laundry. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, you got some of the kids probably wear the same size, and you don't oh, know who clothes it. That's my shirt. I don't care whose shirt it is. Put it on my tail. <laughs> so I know the laundry and the clothes. <laughs> they got to go. They have to go rent out the laundry. They got to rent out the laundry mat so they can wash all the clothes. Wow, I didn't even think of that one, Brother Al. That's a good one. That is a good <laughs> one. I like that. I like that. Oh, my gosh. How do you even, do you label the clothes or do you do like you said? The only one who's guaranteed their own clothes, the 17-year-old and the 12-year-old. You know whose clothes those belong to. But after that, brother, right. they all came in sets. Unless you buy exactly. like different colors, different kids. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And you, just, you just put the clothes, wow. and then and then you got to remember some of the older kids, right? Who got clothes? They're gonna outgrow those clothes, so then those clothes will get passed out to the other kids. So I would just get a closet and put shirts in there, whatever fit you, you put it on. But then you buy that for me? No, I bought it for everybody. <laughs> Whoever can fit it, put it on. <laughs> and you know what? Did I tell you something? That sounds such, like such a father thing. Like with a woman, she'd be like, well, Deontay, I keep him in blue. DMX, I keep him in green. You know, D'Angelo, I keep him in orange. And that way, I don't get the clothes confused because I know who's who based on the color. It sounds so fatherly to say, you know what? Throw the clothes up in the air, catch whatever you catch, and put it on. 
Well, well, see, that's why, that's why, that's why the, that's why the mother is gonna have more gray hairs than me because I ain't going through that. Put it on. You like blue cans of blue shirt in there somewhere? Find it and put it on and leave me alone. And I ain't trying to remember no name. And, and the name, I'm not trying to. Remember, I'm just gonna point at you. You, you, yeah, yeah. No, not him. You, yeah, you with the blue shirt on. Come here. <laughs> you know, and that sounds like such a father. That is such a man thing. Oh my goodness gracious! But I gotta tell you, brother Al, that's a good one. That is a good one. All right, Pastor V, it's on you. Fourteen kids, you and Pastor Brenda. How? What is the one thing you know is gonna be twisted in that house that's not on this list? Boo shopping. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> who, who don't want that? Who not going to eat that? And who don't? Uh-uh. Now, the secret is, I grew up in a household with eight sisters and a brother. So there wow. were ten of them. Wow. There were ten. This, this is not, this is a. Uh, this is not Memorex. This is live. <laughs> wow. This is all of live. And, How and, did mom um, speak? I, I, I tell you. Now, me and, me and my brother, we were, we were pretty, I guess, lucky. <laughs> Since there were only two of us <laughs> to contend with. You wow. Know? But, but, but uh, I, I, I did feel at the time that the girls needed a little more help. Um. Uh-huh. And and later later on, some some uh, some of them um some of them addressed some um a little bitterness growing up. My mother did the best she could do because okay. uh, even after having even after having all those kids, my father wasn't really the father he could have been. Okay. So everything everything was uh, placed on my mother, and um, okay. you know she she would she would depend upon. Uh, uh, me quite a bit. Uh, I was, I'm a twin. I have a twin sister. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. So, um, you know, it, it was, it's interesting. You know, I, I kind of feel sorry for, well, kids that grow up and, you know, they're the only ones or they just got a, a sibling. Or, you know, we had fun every day. We didn't have to go outside the house to find fun. You know, we, we had our own. We had two sides, two sides, you know, three on three basketball. We, we had all kind of things like that together. You know, you you learn how to make use of what you got. You learn how uh-huh. to make use, and and so what my our system was: the five older ones took care of the five younger ones. Wow. Okay. The the five older right. ones took care of the five younger ones. And uh, as you were saying about uh, the the, the uh, mother's body, yeah, my mother had chronic ailments pretty much uh, most of her life. You know, oh, the, the, the hypertension set in, the high blood pressure. Um, late in life, she she got diabetes. You know, okay. But um, I, I really think that she, she she loved us the best she could, and and I tried to do what I could. She came to me. I was like, I was like eleven, twelve years old. She said, "Your father's not gonna be here no more." 
Okay. It was, it was, it was just that simple. Your father's not going to be here anymore, and I need you to, to, to help to be the man of the house. And, wow. Um, from that, yeah. From it was that, it was that simple. It was, it was okay. that simple. And from that wow. point on, I, I, I did what I could do. I, you know, you know, continued uh, schooling. You know, I, I did all the little things. Uh, she would trust me before she trusted the girls to go shopping because she knew that I would bring exactly what she wanted. That's right. And men do. She, Give them a list. She knew you ain't I got would. nothing to worry about. Uh-uh. No, no. And, and uh, so, uh, you know, it, it was interesting growing up. It was interesting growing up. You know, we're, we're still um, close. We, we, we lost a couple of the girls uh, on the way. Um, but God's been good to us. We have a, we have a, a sibling chat and, uh, those, 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 everybody's retired now. Everybody's retired and we, we are okay. appreciating each other even more. Amen. I bet. I bet. Wow. Well, thank you for that, Pastor Vinny. The life, you know, of, of a large family. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Thank you. And, and we did, we did sleep in like barrack style. We 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 were in a two story brown house, uh, oh, and uh, the, the the bedrooms there were there were the the bedrooms opened up to a large room, and uh, there were uh, two sets of bunk beds and uh, three uh, queen size beds. <laughs> so wow, you know, you know it was uh, okay. it was ideal. It was ideal. Uh-huh. So. Wow. Thank, okay. Okay. Talk, talk wow. about I appreciate a lot of stuff. Talk about really. Amen. Be thankful. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. Amen. All right, Pastor KL. 14 kids under one <laughs> roof. What's the one thing yeah. that you know would be chaotic in that in, in that situation? This 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 is crazy because see I don't have no no black Mexican stories like like Pastor Vinny. They were a bunch of black Mexicans in that house. <laughs> oh my goodness! I hope Mexico ain't one of the forty-eight states, Pastor Kale. Right. Oh, yeah, we got a big room with three queen-size beds and a bunk bed, and all I started thinking about was the Black Waltons. But but I I guess my issue and, and I know this doesn't sound crazy, but if you was ever a parent and one child was touching another child, you had fourteen children. Stop touching me. Stop touching me. That that would be suicide for me. Suicide for me. Mama, he touching me. Mama, he hit me. My, move over. You too close. Oh my God. My God, my God. And then for me, after having to deal with that for the first two children, why well, go to 14? What was in your mind? I mean, why did you keep on going? You know, oh, my God. I heard, I, I heard, I heard Pastor Vinny say that his mother said, I need you to be the man of the house. 14 children, I left the house. I left the house because of the 14 children. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not tired of hearing who's touching me. <laughs> I, 
I no longer got the big piece of chicken. I was lucky if I got the bristle. You know what I'm saying? I had to go. I had to go. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! Well, you know, if you didn't, if you got three queen beds, you know somebody touches somebody, baby. <laughs> oh my goodness gracious! And yep. two, when you're in a car and you're driving, and you you're mm. like, yo, this car ain't big enough. Yo, why you take right. it on the east and you get on the west? It, no, it is. It is very <laughs> nerve wracking to hear. You know, you that know what, talk about that, Pastor Vinny. Did y'all did y'all have yeah. a vehicle? It had to be a minivan or or, or school bus. Something minivan. Well, growing up, growing up, we didn't have a vehicle. Our our vehicle was the was the public <laughs> public transit system. <laughs> we rode trains and buses. We walked a lot. That that had to you be know? that had to be a field trip. That had to be a field trip when y'all came on. Yeah. The we we would we would we would we would we would take the uh we would take the train up to Van Cortland Park and up there in the, in the Bronx and have a mm. and have a, a picnic bring our bring our balls and our recreation stuff and and have a good time you know after after, wow. after we went up there for about five or six hours get back on the train and come on back home. Well, how do you keep mm. up with all these kids? It's like. You know, I, I think about a teacher. I think about a teacher and her students, and it's like, okay, you know what? You, you hold hands. So I got five sets of hand holders. You know, and y'all fall alive. You know, it's like, and you try to keep up with all these kids. And like I said, I think of it as a, how does the teacher keep track of all the students? And it's like, again, like I said in the beginning. It's one thing to be a teacher because you have a beginning of the day and you have a, a day where all the parents come and pick up your kids. You mm-hmm. are the permanent teacher. You don't <laughs> leave this situation. Somebody's and at home. Like, oh my God. <laughs> right? I'm like, oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how did you remember all the names? Did your how did your mother remember all the names, Pastor Vinny? She 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 did like your mother did. She started the beginning beginning of the alphabet until she hit one. Again, there were only two boys, you know, Cyril and Vincent. And um, for the girls, now that was a different story. Can you can you imagine having them trying to do your girl's hair? She was start no. doing hair Friday oh. Friday night. Friday night for Sunday morning. So she would do about three hands <laughs> on Friday night. Saturday wow. she catch about another four. <laughs> and then she finish wow. up everybody else at Saturday night. You know? Ooh, everybody go natural. Everybody go natural. Well, you still got to comb that hair. That's you got to comb that hair. Right. And, and, and the older girl. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And the older wow. girls picked up the slack. The older girls uh, started to pick up the slack. You know, um, wow. my when I when you put it in those terms, man, my mother was awesome. Wow, my mother was awesome, wow. and we probably really didn't appreciate her enough while she was with us. You know, looking wow. at looking at all those things that she made happen for us. Wow, and, amen. 
Amen. Amen. Oh, right. his whole family, his whole family was the was was the congregation at the church. Absolutely. We don't need a congregation. We got them. That's right. That was <laughs> the congregation right there. We had and, our, and, and, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> we had our row at the church. Absolutely. <laughs> Ten people on that row. <laughs> That whole family. Yeah. Wow. And you know, Pastor Seth, while we while we're on the conversation, it's so funny that this come up because I actually know someone. Uh they live down south, a husband and wife, and they got twelve children. And the crazy mm-hmm. thing about it, they are so well mannered. It's like yeah. they got them trained. Like they all went yeah. to a party and you think, Oh man, they bring twelve kids to a party. Those kids was the nicest kids there. Hello, can I have mm-hmm. something to drink, please? Thank you. Looking out for one another. Mm-hmm. And you, you, they have, they, it's like they train. They know how to act when they go out. They're not wild. Yeah. I'm like, wow, no. we, we got to investigate. Maybe, maybe you doing something when you get behind them closed doors, but they're well-behaved children. <laughs> and wow. all of them are smart. They're doing things. They're in the sports. It's, it's, and, and I know it's still a lot because of all the kids playing sports. Okay, little Johnny got a basketball game at four. Then we got to get yeah. the call basketball game at six. <laughs> you know, it's mm-hmm. a lot. But these children are so well behaved. So it's, it's, and like you said, uh, uh, Pastor Vinny said, the older ones help out. That's such a great help. Yeah. They help out with the younger ones. Yeah. But they they so well wow. behaved, man. And, and I mean, I mess with them all the time because I know the grandma. And I said, boy, oh, Lord have mercy. <laughs> you got all 12 grandkids at one, then you're going to be great grand. <laughs> wow, wow. Yeah. I mean, and it, it has to be a, a wonderful legacy, wonderful legacy. I want to yeah. I want to catch this story before we go cuz I definitely want to get the opinion of um what you think. You know, we have again in Mexico where you have oh. this woman who was being raped. And she was defending herself and initially he wasn't winning and somehow or another it doesn't say how she ended up killing him but they said that at the end of the day that it was an excessive use of legitimate defense so they they kind of toggled between he raped you but you don't have to do it you don't have to the right to do anything and they then went to well it was excessive use of legitimate defense so you had a legitimate defense to defend yourself from the rapist but it was excessive so they ended up sentencing her to jail and she had to end up paying $16,000 to his family and they say that the fact that women are not considered um, at the end of the day is, is a norm for especially this part of Mexico. And I wanted to know what your thought was um, in regards to an excessive. Let me see. Let me get it. Let me get it. Let me get it. I missed. I missed. I missed it. An excessive use of legitimate. Defense, you know, this is one of your sisters, uh, uh, Pastor Vinny, and you know, you're hearing in the courtroom that this is what they had to say about her 
defending herself, not winning, but then somehow or another, she, she ended up killing him. And that's the only way this race ended. Is, was this fair? What do you think about it? No, I, 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 I don't believe it's fair at all. But here's, here's what the law says. The law says if the threat is no longer present. See, that's, that's a, that, ter, that terminology, it's, it's, it's not just for rape. It's like, like somebody was, was, was mugging you. And so they mugged you, they beat you up, they, they took your money, and they turned their back and started to run. Then you go back in your house and get your gun and chase them down and kill them. That's what they consider excessive. Um, <laughs> they, they don't even look at the trauma that you have gone through. And, and worse, worse when a female uh, has an encounter like that. Um, <laughs> me, and, me and my brother, we, we discussed this many times. Somebody put a hat on our sisters, one of our sisters, we going ham. <laughs> we going all in. Uh, absolutely. We going all in. And here's, here's the thing. That was not the case here because I have heard of what you're talking about. You know, they, yeah. they, they have also talked about that being premeditated. You know, because like uh-huh. you said, the threat was no longer imminent. It was already yeah. past the time. So they describe yeah. it and they say that they went out and they had some drinks. He claimed it was too late. He would have a hard time getting home. So he um, asked her, dumb, could she? Could he spend the night? And she said, yes, you can sleep on the mattress on the mattress on the floor. During the night, he climbed into her bed, hit her, tore her clothes off, and he raped her. As he was raping her, he fought back. She hit him in the nose. He threatened to kill her. So he continued, if she, if she continued to fight, um, she continued to struggle. And as she was trying to free herself, she ended up killing him in self-defense. And this right. is why this is such a battle now, because like you said, they do have the law that says once this threat is gone, you don't have the right to kill a person. But in this particular case, you, yeah. you are actually in, this is the, during the commission of the rape. In her struggling yeah. to free herself, she now kills him. And now they're saying all she had to do was hit him in the head. Well, she had hit him in the nose, and that didn't work. She was fighting off, fighting him up. That didn't hurt. So I don't know if she ended up picking him, picking something up and, and, and stabbing him or hitting him in the head or whatever, because they don't say. Yeah. But they do say that this was actually during the commission of the rape. He threatened to kill her. Right. As she was fighting him off, so you know this this here is 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 definitely within the confines of you're raping me, and I need to get away from you. I need you to get off of me, and I'm sorry, I'm not gonna lay here till you finished, and then right. you will go ahead about your business, 
and I'm going to go about mine. We're we, we not doing that. I don't want you on no. me. And like I said, they have, they have specifically not mentioned in this article how she killed him, but they did mm-hmm. say she could have simply hit him in the head. Who are you? You aren't being raped. Right. Pass the table. What are you doing? Absolutely. You're not there. You're not being raped. You're going to tell me how to defend myself? I don't think so. Pastor KL, what are we talking about here? Do, in your opinion, you know, if this, you know, was your sister, you know, do you feel that this was excessive for them to put her in jail and make her pay $16,000? No. In defending herself. Yeah, I think that was way, 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 way excessive. You know, as, as I hear all the commentary, you know, when you're in the situation, we're, we're not thinking about, oh, I don't want to kill him or, you know what I mean? We're just thinking about survival, you know, trying to get him off of me by any means necessary. If he died, mm-hmm. let him die. You're going to see the case, you know, but, but I'm not going through all that trying to figure out you know, how to get him off of me so that he doesn't die. You're not considering how I feel when you're on top of me. You know, so now I have to have consideration on what might happen to you. No, I'm in survival mode. And and if you die, then I'm sorry. This this is something you chose to be a part of. This is, this is, this is what happens when you do things. You know, for every action, there's a reaction. If the reaction yeah. is that Romeo must die, then Romeo will die because I'm not going to, because while you're on top of me, I'm dying. I'm mentally dying. Right. I'm physically dying. Is that, is that okay? Mm-hmm. Are you going to serve time when you get off of me, not only for rape, but for killing me mentally and physically? No, you're not going to do all that. So I have to do everything I can do possibly to get you off me because after I get you off me, I'm, st- I'm still dead because I've gone through all this turmoil. So I'm still dealing with the aftermath. Even if you Absolutely. stayed alive, I'm still dead within myself. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 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 Brother Al, if it were your sister, you know, do you think this was excessive to put her in jail and make her pay his family? <clears throat> Viron and thy staff. They comfort me. <laughs> uh, I, I think that's insane. Uh, you know, like like um, Pascal was saying, you're you're not thinking of, oh well, let me hit him across the head with this soft cotton. No, I'm trying to pick up whatever I can get my hand on that's hard to bash you in the head and get you off of it. Now, I heard when you said in the thing, it said that she should have hit him in the head or something. But what if she would have hit him in the head and he still died? You know, mm-hmm. the point is I'm getting him off of me. I don't want him on me, and he's violating me. You know, you're putting spirits in me that I don't want. Get off of me. So you know what? You don't want to get off. I'm going to help you get off. And and, and people don't understand, but we spoke about this before, blind rage. You can lose it. You can lose it. and. And you swinging and you doing whatever needs to be until you come to your senses. She had no business raising her. So, you know, I, I think that's crazy. So now you putting her in jail and she got to pay her family. It's like, I'm paying you. Here, here's a payment to to you for your son's me. 
Yeah. Pretty much. That's insane. Hey, Pastor Steph, because we're all about the same age, and I'm sure that we can all remember that when someone, when, when our mother and father said, well, somebody did something to you or they hit you, you pick up anything. And now, yeah. right. now we, we, we never said, don't kill them. We, we never had a whole description of, of conversation about, don't kill them, though. No, but if somebody hits you, whatever's the closest to you, you knock them out. Now, if you kill them, you just killed them. We never had a description about don't kill nobody, but, but we never <laughs> touched ourselves. If somebody hits you, this is what you're going to do. Now, I'm sure mm-hmm. if you picked up a chair and hit him real hard, he was going to die. But that was our direction. Yep, I agree. Now, I was told my father said, if somebody hits you, pick up a garbage can, a bottle, whatever you got. And you know what he said? He said, and kill him. <laughs> I was told. Do that. <laughs> kill him. Kill him. <laughs> so it you like, you know, basically, when you were told to defend yourself, you were told to defend yourself. And, you know, we were never sent out to just fight people. This was always told, like you said, Pastor Kale, in the context of defending yourself. When someone is targeting you, the only yeah. way you're going to get rid of the threat is to defend yourself by any means necessary. Yeah. So yeah, don't, absolutely don't start it, but finish it. That's right. That's right, Pastor Vinny. You, you, so, you, know, you don't start it, but you finish it. That's right. That's right. And from on the streets of New York, oh, absolutely. All four of us are from New York, and that's what they tell that's you right. to do. You know, you, get, you do right. your damage. You know, so, you know, it, it, it's sad to hear that your gender bias is so deep yeah. that you could actually, you know, uh, 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 punish a person who, like Cassie K.L. did say, has already been murdered. In, in so many ways, so many ways, and to think that I can't even go to a court of law and, and get, you know, some Justice. form of right. And, and, and it's Justice. sad, and we need to definitely keep um, all of these type things lifted in prayer. Gentlemen, you have done a fantastic job today. Thank you so much for your contribution into today's conversation. We pray that you have a blessed weekend, especially you, Brother Al. Brother Al, do you want to kind of give us a heads up as to what you are looking forward to this weekend? Oh, yeah, most definitely. I've been blessed as I am looking forward to marrying my wife-to-be tomorrow. Tomorrow is my wedding day. All right. And uh, I'm looking forward to marrying and spending the rest of my life with the woman I love and, and just having a good time with family and friends to help celebrate, help me celebrate this union under God. Amen. Well, you want to share who this person, but wait, you want to share who the person is? Like this is some mysterious individual. <laughs> oh yeah. No, of course. There ain't no shame in my game. And I will be, I will be marrying lady Tamika who's on, on Wednesdays with the ladies and, and everything, so I would be marrying her. I just have to do uh, today one more credit check before we go in, and then we do it. <laughs> 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 oh, goodness gracious. Well, you know what? Oh, I, not 
do I say congratulations? Because I ain't saying that yet. I just need to know that you returned her, at, you know, to the due time crew sane. That's all, I, that's all I'm asking. That's all I'm asking. You got it. You got it. You got it. Everything's good. In a sane frame of mind, don't be jacking us up because this all will have a reverberation on how we go forward. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to be real mad at you. If it don't go down the way it needs to go down after you get married, I'm not even talking about the nuptials. And don't and don't, don't have fourteen kids. Don't have fourteen kids. Awesome, you gonna be crazy. Look, we got enough time to make that many. Listen, they listen. They were doing sextuplets and quadruplets and all kinds of things. So, you know, <laughs> listen now, it ain't never too late unless the shop is closed. Oh, it ain't never too late, Brother Al. But I just ask you, to just, after, after she says I do, please return her to us intact. <laughs> okay. Well, it depends on how much money you got. We'll talk business on the side. <laughs> <laughs> all right. God says, have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day tomorrow. We're very, we've been talking mm-hmm. about this for quite a while here on the Z-Time of Pastor Steph. And uh, Monday, Amen. we do have a guest on, but we will definitely make time. Since this relationship uh, Monday, we'll make time for the mm-hmm. two of you. All right, Brother Al? Okay, cool. No problem. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you so much. Love you all. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful weekend. And God spares you on Monday. Amen. Oh, yeah. God bless. God bless weekend. everybody. Amen. All right. Don't be a stranger, Pastor Vinny. <laughs> all right. Amen. Amen. Got all righty. Let's get that benediction here. Uh, and let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts to which indeed you were called in one body and be thankful. Colossians 3.15. Ah, so what are we talking about here today to close us out? We had a a good week. We had a good week. And, you know, as we wind down, you know, we've had a good week of some stirring news, you know, again, we talked about the the uh, migrants, the migrant males um, being, you know, placed in the schools. Um, you know, the, the we do see some protesting going on at those schools. Amen. Uh, so they're not taking this sitting down. You know, we talked about, you know, the, the migrants on, on a heavy level this this week as to how imbalanced um, this this whole plan has turned out to be. And, you know, we talked today about, you know, um, just joining forces with people who have already decided what their fate is going to be. We talked about that on, on Wednesday as well. You know, yesterday we talked about, you know, being a sponsor, you know, otherwise, other no, also known as, you know, a godparent. And, you know, I, I, 
definitely loved the angle that our brother Chris came from as an older gentleman. I'm sure he must be a senior right about now. And in his age um, group, he was honest enough to say, you know, I assumed this responsibility as, you know, as a child was young. And now, you know, I got, you know, just reamed out by mom because she had a level of expectation. And, you know, um, I had to put, you know, shift the game. I had to shift what I did, you know, and, and, and Lady Tamika and I spoke afterwards about, you know, the, 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 the sponsor game people play, you know, when they think you got five extra dollars in your pocket because you, you may not have any children. You would be the perfect person. And, you know, I've seen this happen, you know, where, you know, they chose you as a, a sponsor. And then when things went wrong, they stopped talking to you. You know, so the people have ulterior motives all over the place. And, you know, throughout this week, we've talked about just many phases of life, the decisions we make in life, the things that we do intentionally, the things we do by mistake. I'm sure as dad spends these five years in jail, you know, for helping his son dump the body in the cornfield, he's going to think about that decision. The guy who was a police officer and lost his job, you know, because he helped out his brother. I'm sure he going to think about this thing. But are we thinking about this before the act is done? And, 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 and that's, that's something that we really need to survey. And it takes us back to, you know, one of my, one piece of my closing each day choose Jesus today if you've already chosen Jesus take this opportunity now to strengthen your time your relationship with God you know just because you say I do to God it doesn't stop there it does not stop there you know I, I said to someone you know it's it's we have to as pastors it's our responsibility to push the envelope. We don't want to see people just come to Christ because it doesn't end there. What happens after you come to Christ? You've got to press on toward the mark. I can't just see you stand up. I, I, I see you baptized or I baptize you. And then it, the game stops there. The journey stops there because all I know is, you know, I've given Christ my life. It's bigger than that. It's the decisions you make. It's the, the, the people you, 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 you surround yourself with. It's the job that you take. It's where you live. It's how you speak. It's how you dress. It's how you think. It's what you don't do. All these things are components of your life in Christ. What are your characteristics once you choose to accept Christ in your life? It doesn't stop there. Do you accept Christ and you never grow? You never stop drinking milk and you're always, you know, always, always, always on the bottle. Always, nobody could ever give you a spoon 
or a fork and knife. You just never move from there. We have a responsibility that once we say yes to his will and yes to his way, just believing does not get the job done. We've got to go the full distance. You cannot halfway do this thing. It is so disturbing to watch people of God, quote unquote, halfway do this thing, and they're supposed to be seasoned people in God. Now, I will say, I have not forgotten, that we will all have our weaknesses. We all have areas of, 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 of place, you know, where we need to improve. But when we make a when we make a definitive decision to halfway do it, you must ask yourself and go before the Lord and ask him, are you happy with what I'm doing and how I'm doing it? And deal with the answer. Don't get the answer, and then you decide to do your own thing anyway. You want to make sure that you give Christ your life, and Christ really has your life wholeheartedly. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m., where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Step signing off, and I want to thank our Duke Time crew, our men, for sending us into a thought-provoking weekend. Thank you for hanging out with us all weekend, helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity right here to accept Jesus as your personal Savior right now. Please do not miss this opportunity right here to strengthen that relationship with the Lord right now. Because later is not promised to any of us. Until Sunday, where we are in the Word Prayer Project room Come on in the room and see what God has for us to pray about. God spare our life. We'll be there. Until then, I love you.